Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Steins, our national and presidential expert, noted author. You can find his books at Next Chapter Books as well as TotallyIowa.com. The Iowa Business Report, the Iowa Politics Report, come to us from KXEL in Cedar Falls, Waterloo. And he takes out an appetizer tray like Lauren Boebert at a Beetlejuice show. Hi, Jeff. How are you, my friend? Did you see the quote from Senator Fetterman? <laughs> what was that? There was something about... Um, yeah, because he was getting static for what he wore. Yes. And he said, I guess I need to go to musical theater, grab the hog, and then I'll be a full carol. And I thought, okay. <laughs> you do not want to get into a, a you know, a uh, insult war. <laughs> An insult war with Fetterman. I mean, that dude, you can already tell, has about 100 ready to go in the back of that noggin of his. So he did not want was, to go down there. It was just the phrase, grab the hog. And I thought, oh, all right then. Well, we're, we're, you, want a, you want a dress code now, buddy? Hey, a, hey, look out. As I said, that's a stand-up double. He was looking for third, as a matter of fact. Uh, there you go. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, man. No, you're not. No, I'm That's not. I'm you're really not sorry at I'm all. not sorry. I like my show. Hey, okay, so let's start off with something we pro- you probably weren't expecting. We're going to go to New Hampshire. Okay. You and I have talked about, ever since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, mm-hmm. that the Republicans have been in trouble. Outside of very few, I think only one or two cases, every race seems to have shifted 10 to 15 points. Right. Republicans, basically the reason why their red tsunami basically was a, a dripping faucet last year was basically the, the abortion issue torpedoed them. And they have still not figured this out because in New Hampshire, Democrat Hal Rafter won a closely divided seat on Tuesday night. This is a district that Trump won. He won that seat by 12, which once again falls in these margins. This this differential is not going away. That the Republicans still have a very major problem. By the way, there's a special election in Pennsylvania, but that was a Pittsburgh seat, and it's supposed to have gone to the Democrat. The, the situation in New Hampshire is interesting. The, they're, 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 the legislature in New Hampshire is huge, but the Republicans have a one-seat majority now after this special election, and there's another special election coming where basically the, 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 the Democrats are expected to pick that seat up. And so the, the, in New Hampshire, this is actually going to cost, likely going to cost them the House. You've, this is a big problem for the Republicans, and their whole goal of trying to turn the evangelicals against the LGBTQIA plus community, that's not resonated. And they are still, when it comes to an issue, their entire campaigns are getting knocked down by abortion. Did you hear the hue and cry from those on the right when Donald Trump went on Meet the Press this past Sunday and said, well, I need to sit down with both sides and we need to, we can't have a total abortion ban and there shouldn't be this and there shouldn't be that. And he was just excoriated by those on the right as, well, you're not really pro-life. He was being pragmatic from a political standpoint. If anything we know about Trump, it's that he is pragmatic from a political standpoint. And 
I don't think he's wrong about what he said, and you just made his point. But the party isn't listening, are they? They are not listening all the way to electoral defeat. But again, Matt McNeil can say it. Matt McNeil is right. Those words were hard to say, but Matt McNeil is. is right. I'm with you on but that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so, it's so uncomfortable. Uh, uh, all right. So, so you're right about the issue, but then when Trump says the very same thing, in essence, you were pointing out, folks, you're going to have your something, your hog handed to you. They just, they won't listen. They, they go further to the right. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm trying to figure out, I, I have had a hard time with the whole abortion issue. And you and I've talked about this because you're either, it's either a moral issue or it's a political issue. And politicians try to take a moral issue, make it a political issue, and, and they're disingenuous from the start. Because if you're going to tell me every life is sacred, then there should be no exceptions. Oh, well, we have to have exceptions. Okay, then stop taking such a strong moral view. I mean, all of this is, is just gamesmanship. But to your point, Trump's the only one on the Republican side who has figured it out, well, and he's getting drilled for it. There are some other ones. Some of the old school moderates who still, I guess you could call them moderates, who basically say we have to get away from the abortion issue. But here's that problem. I, in, and we're going to see it in Minneapolis, in Minnesota here next year when that, that Minnesota House is up. You're going to have a whole bunch of metro area Republicans running and screaming, I'm really a moderate. I'm going to support women's rights. But the reality is, and, and get, uh, get your thoughts on this, unless a state party actually changes its platform to basically say, we don't encourage abortion, but we're tolerant of a woman's right to choose up to, say, maybe 10, 12 weeks, whatever the case may be. If they don't change their official state platform, the buzzsaw they're running into is that far right that you talk about, who basically the moderates in the Republican Party can't seem to get away from and always go back to endorsing. And and I think that that's a – unless it's in a state party platform, which is not going to happen soon, I don't think anyone's trusting the Republicans. Well, and here's why you shouldn't trust them. Because for 49 years you heard this is a state's rights issue. This should not be decided by the U.S. Supreme Court. So then the U.S. Supreme Court overturns a ruling. And then you get all these people on the right saying now we need a national abortion ban. Wait, you just spent pushing three generations saying it was a state issue, and now all of a sudden you want to make it a federal issue? The very thing that you didn't want your opponents doing? It, it's, it's, uh, it's laughable in terms of the disingenuousness of it on the part of some of these people. It's either a state's issue or it's not a state's issue. But you can't all of a sudden say, well, now that we've, quote, won, we want it to be a federal. It just makes no sense whatsoever. And that's why you can't trust people. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's also this issue specifically woke up Generation Z. And they have had really good turnout numbers. We looked in Wisconsin and that Supreme Court race that, that was, you know, the, the, the numbers there were out, out, off the charts when it came to young voters. This is something as their voting base gets older and unfortunately is passing away, there is this brand new voting base that they're trying to bring up, that they're, they're trying to win over, but they can't do it because, frankly, this is it's, – it's an issue which is so toxic for them. But unless they figure out some way is – the, is there some way that they could present this outside of what I just said where you, you actually go on and have a state party change? 
I just don't think anyone's trusting them because for years, as you said, for decades, they've said, we're going to get rid of it. And now that it's gone, now the same people the next day were like, what do you mean we're going to get rid of it? We weren't, we never said that. Well, and, and the problem is, and I don't mean to make light, this is such a serious emotional, personal issue. Um, but, you know, they're acting like the dog who chases a car and then catches the car. It's like, well, damn, what do I do with this? I don't have opposable thumbs. I can't drive. Yes. Okay, they finally caught the car with no idea of what to do. They've been fundraising on it. They've been preening and posturing about it, and they had no idea of what to do when it finally happened. And by the way, it's not like that decision came out of left field. I mean, you expected that decision when you saw the makeup of the court, did you not? I mean, at least in some part. So you can't be there on the right and say, whoa, well, that was a gift. No, you all, everybody saw it. So the fact that they're ill prepared to move forward is shame on them, in essence. And they stacked the court specifically to get that ruling. I mean, that's, that was kind of the case. Have you seen any of the ads that are coming out right now? I mean, in the in Kentucky, that state race down there, there's a very powerful ad with a, a young a young woman who was raped by her stepfather at 12, and he you know and she's basically saying that Republican governor was going to tell me that the Republican governor candidate wants to tell me I don't have any options there. How cruel is that? And then there's a national ad where it's a, a dad trying to get his daughter taken care of, and this Republican politician shows up and says, "I won the election. I get to decide what." best for your daughter, not you. And I'm going to keep an eye on her to prevent her from doing anything I've deemed to be illegal. Those are both very powerful messages. And once again, unless the the Republicans go out there and actually start changing state platforms, I don't see how they're getting away from this. Well, as far as state platforms, uh, you know, we pay attention to it. You, you do, I do, this audience does. But how many times, I mean, let's say you're a Republican and you're not able to, you want to run away from the, the state platform. You can say, well, you know, practically, we, we just can't get enough support. Uh, those Democrats get in the way. I mean, it's disingenuous, all right, but that's what you're going to wind up hearing. The thing that gets me is, and again, I'm going for hypocrisy and disingenuousness here. So, you know, let's not everybody show us your shocked faces at once. But the very same people who say that, it should be the parent who determines what happens to their child when it has to do with gender assignment are the ones who say, well, no, you don't know when it has to do with this other issue. Okay, it's either a state's issue or it's not. It's either that parents rule or they don't. And I'm finding it, you know, they're just running into themselves in terms of inconsistencies. Uh, Merrick Garland went up to Capitol Hill to go face off with the House Judiciary Committee. Well, this sounds like the start of a very bad joke. Oh, well, it is actually a joke. I mean, I did, Mary okay, Garland so, went up to Capitol Hill. <laughs> um, <laughs> there, you've seen a six-year-old with too much candy in them, right? <laughs> no, that's why I did not have children. But I understand from you the results. Okay. You get them. They're hyper. They, yes. can, they can't stop talking. They can't stop screaming and yelling. I can't tell you how it was – I don't know if the Republicans thought they were going to get aha moments, but I was watching some of these this testimony, and I can't even figure out how Fox News is going to just take clips from this to try to make Merrick Garland look bad. Because the reality is, is that these Republicans, like a child with too much candy in them, well, why don't you answer this? Uh, well, answer this. Uh, answer this. I seed my time, and you're like, and it, it was there was there was no thought process of how do you set up Garland to possibly have a good attack. It was just a 
everything coming out at once. I'm not going to let him speak. I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions, and I don't care about the answers. I'm just going to run through them, and I I, I see my, the rest of my time. And and it was it was over and over and over again. The Republicans just look like I mean, like I said, if this is. I think they're just they, – they, they, they so want to make their narrative true, they don't realize if you want to try to even make that happen, you can't just go on out there and do a howler monkey exhibit. Well, just because you say it doesn't make it true, and I don't care who it is and what the topic is, just because you say it doesn't make it true. But what was the point of bringing him forward today? They were trying to, they were like, trying to set up the Hunter Biden thing. That's, that's, it seems to be. Okay. Do you think he's going to fall for a trap? Do you really think he's going to fall for a trap? I mean, let's say for the sake of this small part of the conversation that the Republicans have all the evidence they need, that they are in the right on this, that they have everything. Do you really think by calling the attorney general in, he's going to say, you caught me? No. Okay. And so what you wind up with then? He's going to be, he's going to be Michael Lundell holding his document in front of him with all his admissions. He's just going to hold it up and just point at it. And, and, uh, it's, see, this is the problem. It's like, ah, we're going to get you. This is not his first day. No. Okay. And so if they want the, the, um, posturing, for the news channels or their own re-election ads of, there, I held him accountable. No, you didn't. No, you, not really. just, He's not going to say, why even go through it? Well, we know why they go through it. They go through it. I mean, when I said why they bring him up and you said, well, they want to set up. No, they just want to see themselves on television. Yeah. See, I held him accountable. You're right. No, that's that's exactly it. It was more about their television time. But they, yes. if there was a if there was a political goal there, it was the Hunter Biden sure. thing. But they, no. I mean, at one point, the guy's talking about how he wants to persecute all Catholics, which once again, Joe Biden's a Catholic. So that was, I don't know where you're going with that. And the one guy bringing up the naked bike ride in Madison, I'm like, you guys are all over the place. I mean, it's, if you really wanted to do this, and it, by the way, I think this also shows me they themselves don't have anything really on Hunter Biden, because if they had something, they could have at least turned that into a really, you know, kind of kind of gone micro on it and basically honed in on that. And the fact that they, each one of these guys was all over the place just tells me they don't have any. And they, this is basically they were expecting him to admit to his plot like he's a bad Batman villain. There's a lot of Hunter Biden stuff there. That doesn't mean that it's Joe Biden stuff. OK, that's just number one. So I, I think they've got Hunter stuff, but Hunter gave him stuff. That, yeah. That's a different whole thing. As far and you were right in your answer because you're thinking, well, from governmental standpoint, we want to get him to. No, it, it's just nothing more than PR, mm-hmm. and it's what's really ridiculous about it is that it tends to backfire in the way you, that you're talking about. There are times, and I don't know if you have the same thing with your fine audience here, but when I'm doing a program, sometimes I'm interviewing a, a politician, elected official. And I will have people text or email or, you know, flaming arrow to the door of the studio. And then they and they say, you know, ask about this or why don't you ask more about that? Yes. Well, look, when I ask the first time and they deny it, what am I supposed to do? Ask a second time, hoping I get a different answer. You know, I mean, if I get talking points the first time, they've memorized it. Let's move on to a different topic where we might actually get some light as, you know, but it's one of these things that Merrick Garland was not going to say anything other than his opening statement, which is, I'm not the president's attorney, and oh, by the way, I'm not yours either. Okay, I don't know other than 
um, sound bites for back home, creatively edited. I mean, I'm I'm sitting here saying, government's going to shut down in ten days. The five year farm bill expires. Some portions of it in ten days. You're not even meeting each one of the working days of the 10 calendar days. And this is what you thought was the most important thing to do on September 20th? And I've got mm-hmm. senators saying, well, you know, those uh, those appropriations bills originate in the House. Those scamps over in the House, come on. Yeah. Get a big enough room, sit down, come up with a strategy. Don't even send pizza in until you come up with the answer. I mean, when you when you look back, this is a little far off, but you get the point. The House took six weeks off for the August recess, which is now the district work period. Why was there traditionally, Matt, an August vacation away from Washington? Because Washington is a cesspool weather-wise without air conditioning in August. Malaria and yellow fever. Seriously, malaria and yellow fever. So they said, let's go home. And it's become tradition. So there's no reason to do it now because, again, we have modern medicine and air conditioning. So when you have these people sitting at home, and I'm not saying they didn't travel a district. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Because there are state fairs to go to. God knows. I'm good with that. But when in the middle of the vacation, the six-week off vacation, they say, well, I don't think we can get a budget passed now. We're going to need a continuing resolution. Go to work. For crying out sakes. Uh, well, somebody, it, needed, somebody needs either more or less coffee today. I apologize. No, you're perfectly, you're, you're spot on. And we'll talk more about that in a second. I will say this, right. just to clarify what you're talking about with Garland, just before we go to break here. You're right. It wasn't about Hunter because they do have some things that they're going after Hunter for, but they're trying to discredit Merrick by saying you're personally interceding in the, the Hunter yeah. Biden things, which shows you can't be trusted when it comes to investigating Joe Biden and in turn Donald Trump. Which, once again, they failed spectacularly at getting anything because they don't have any – they don't really have any connection between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden outside of, you know, they wish there was some grand conspiracy. Oh, by the way, uh, Ivanka's got how many Chinese trademarks? Uh, Never mind. Anyway, uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Let's talk about the absolute Republican Party just devolving at this point in regards to this budget bill. 952-946-6205. Jeff Stein, when we come back, more of them when we come back. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950. Not the Eagles, though. Not 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 the not the band, right? Just the birds, right? They could make a special appearance. I'm would, not going to promise anything. That would be great. Uh, it is the Matt McNeil show. Part of their uh, farewell tour again. Farewell tour. Play, is, is there the, anyone left? Sadly, for the farewell I, tour, I don't know. Well, okay, no, I, I don't know. Uh, Timothy B. Schmidt is that it? Is Timothy B. Schmidt actually the only one left? Wow, he might be. Uh, anyway, needless to say, side note, 952-946-6205, 952-946-6205. Wait, wait a minute, this conversation getting derailed? What? Uh, well, <laughs> All right, wow. so uh, Joe Biden's in the U.N. looking fairly presidential, uh, standing by Ukraine. Uh, fairly decent speech there. I'd love to watch the, the Russians squirm. That was good fun. That being said, meanwhile, over at the Capitol, uh, are we going to see Matt Gates? And uh, Speaker McCarthy actually get into fisticuffs at some point because this really does not seem to be getting any better. And 
at this point, you would expect, as you were talking about, you would expect to see some smoothing out of differences on the Republican side with these budget bills. The defense budget, they've had to pull these budget votes out of the way so they can't fail. I I, I think the, this far right of the Republican Party feels that this is the hill they're going to, to, to make their last stand. And they're going to make this as painful for McCarthy as it has to be. Well, McCarthy, you know, again, I've never met him, never talked to him, don't know him, but it seems that he wanted to be Speaker of the House. Oh, yeah. Not that he had an agenda of things he wanted to do. And so that's the biggest problem, is that he he has the title, but he didn't really have an agenda, still doesn't have an agenda. And because he could not articulate that well enough during the election cycle, they did not win that Great a majority. It was five votes. There are now two fewer, two vacancies in the House. One Democrat, one Republican. So now there, it's only a four-vote difference. And, you know, if you remember back during the uh, the speaker debacle in January, yeah, I mean, um, some they had to hold McCarthy back from coming out, you know, and slugging Gates at one point. Then he became his... Best, uh, you know, hog grabbing, but I'm sorry, that's just the the thing today. Hog grabbing, buddy, when he uh, got the the last vote to come across the line, so McCarthy could be speaker, and so now Gates is saying, "Where's mine?" Mm-hmm. And you know, McCarthy made a deal with the devil to hold the gavel, and I don't blame him this week for saying, "You want it? Come get it. Come take it from me." But now you've got Chip Roy saying, "Well, you know, if McCarthy works with the Democrats to get this CR passed, it's not going to be good for him." You know, at some point, if I'm McCarthy, I take the nameplate down, put it under my arm, and walk. Well, and and, and really quick here, because he, yeah. he does have this deal already set up with Biden to basically pass a bill. I, yeah. I, I understand the far right can be you know screaming about this, but they've known about this. They're trying to re, you know rewin a game after the game's over. And and the reality is, is he could put that bill out there. I imagine, especially with Biden's help, that he'd have the votes to get it passed out of the House. Oh, probably so. But here's the, you know, very quickly, the the headline I saw today was Republicans content to be villains in the government shutdown. Good. Okay, if that's where you're at, <laughs> holy cow. Moose you're, and squirrel. You're, surrender, <laughs> you're surrendering already? Oh, I wish I'd known. I would have brought up my moose and squirrel sound effect. You've already given up? You're the villain? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they, good, it, good, this is good government, boys and girls. This is, this is an absolute train wreck, but we saw this coming a long time ago. Uh, yes, Jeff Stein, I'll post the Iowa politics report later. You can listen to this again on the weekend. Thanks, Jeff. Hour two is up next.